A reading from the book of the prophet Jeremiah. You duped me, O Lord, and I let myself be duped. You were too strong for me, and you triumphed. All the day I am an object of laughter. Everyone mocks me. Whenever I speak, I must cry out, Violence and outrage is my message. The word of the Lord has brought me derision and reproach all the day. I say to myself, I will not mention him. I will speak in his name no more. But then it becomes like fire burning in my heart, imprisoned in my bones. I grow weary holding it in. I cannot endure it. The word of the Lord. Sometimes it seems like God is a liar. On the one hand, the scriptures tell us that things like joy and peace are fruits of the Holy Spirit. We are told that we are an Easter people and Alleluia is our song. We say that the gospel is good news. On the other hand, life doesn't seem to work out that way for most preachers of the good news most of the time. In Jeremiah's case, speaking in the name of the Lord meant being mocked and persecuted. Most of the apostles were martyred. Thomas Aquinas was locked in his house by his own family for wanting to join the order of preachers. Whatever the good news gives us, it doesn't seem to be happiness, at least not to preachers. Things don't get any better when we widen our field of vision, when we look at ordinary folk. How many people have we known in ministry who have said, I know God will save me from this illness, this addiction, this incarceration, whatever it is, and then when he saves me and he heals me, I will share his love with other people because he's been so good. We all know it doesn't work like that. People often feel duped as a result. I remember when I was in high school and was, shall we say, finding myself, I felt like I had been duped. On the one hand, I didn't particularly like being Catholic or everything that came with it. I thought atheism, or at least a more benign religion, maybe Shintoism, might make me happier. Fewer rules, fewer obligations, more fun. On the other hand, I was stuck in the church. Not by any external pressures, mind you. I went to public school. None of my friends were practicing Catholics. I didn't have helicopter parents. The problem was that I couldn't make myself a Shinto any more than I could make myself Japanese. I'll spare you the details, but suffice it to say that I was absolutely convinced that the Catholic Church was what it said it was. And in spite of that fact, I wasn't any happier. Where was this joy the scriptures so often speak of? I sympathize, I sympathize greatly with St. Teresa of Avila, who famously complained, Lord, if this is how you treat your friends, no wonder you have so few. Had I been duped, just like Jeremiah was? There's a funny thing about translations. They change. Now, I do not read Hebrew, nor will I pretend that I do. But every once in a while, a difference between two translations catches your eye and offers a clue into what a certain passage might be getting at. 
A few years ago, this translation of the Bible was revised for use outside the Mass. In the new translation, Jeremiah does not say to God, you duped me. He says, you seduced me. Most of us allow ourselves to be convinced by God. Unfortunately, all too often we don't allow ourselves to be seduced by God. We don't allow ourselves to fall in love with God. Because falling in love is a scary thing. It means a total handing over of one's existence to the other. We don't want to be seduced by God because we're afraid of what might come as a result. But that is a false fear. Because before we can ever fall in love with God, God fell in love with us. Before we could ever give him anything, he gave us everything. He gave us himself. He gave us his only son. Falling in love changes everything. Once you've given yourself over to the beloved, suffering in their name is worth it. And denying them, backing away, refusing to suffer, becomes its own special kind of misery. I like to think that I've done some spiritual maturing since high school. Most of that maturation came through trials and crosses, almost all of which were self-inflicted. Jesus, through the people around me, dragged me out of those tombs that I had dug for myself. But in the process, I had to let God seduce me. Fast forward a little while, and I'm sitting in my room thinking about whether I should apply to the Dominican novitiate. I remember thinking that if I wanted to, I could cash in all of my chips, be thankful for this temporary experience, and start a new phase in life. But like Jeremiah, I realized that if I did, I would regret it for the rest of my life. The Word of God is like a lion waiting to be let out of its cage. It's like a fire burning in our hearts, as Jeremiah says. We Christians have a, a tattoo on our soul that says that God gave me everything. And that mark, that tattoo, wasn't just given for us to be kept to ourselves. It was given to be shared. It was given to be preached to the ends of the world. I don't care whether you've made Dominican vows or not. I don't care whether the pandemic has you locked in your house or not. Every one of us, every one of us has a sphere of influence we can share God's message with. It doesn't matter whether it makes us comfortable. It doesn't matter whether it makes us popular. That's not the point. God didn't promise us those things. God promised us his love. God promised us himself. And God is not a liar. Yeah.